0: We've seen versions of this before. We've seen it happen right here in in Whatcom County, actually. Continue here on The Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790. Union groups seeing dollar signs when it comes to farm workers. Yikes. Uh, Folks who are trying to convince everybody that they're trying to help workers... But when the reality plays out, they're actually just in it for the union dues. And when the workers actually need help with something, they are MIA. We've seen this with local activist groups that are trying to start uh, union activity. We've seen this, um, well, a lot of it's gone on in California for many years. And a a union out of California is now in Washington state trying to uh, carve out its own niche in the dairy community. Uh, amongst uh, farm workers on dairy farms. And we at Save Family Farming are aware of of the background of these folks in California and just how badly workers there have been treated by these folks in the union, just how bad the situation is there. So we're trying to let people here know exactly what went on down there and why no dairies in the dairy community in California uh, are, are represented their workers are represented by uh, a union particularly not this union united farm workers is the name of the union very famous union actually a lot of people know about it, especially out here on the west coast um, by the way our sponsor here on on the farming show on kgmi is pape kenworth northwest on iowa street in bellingham Thank you, Pape Kenworth Northwest, for coming to town and, and for sponsoring this program. So I appreciate that. I do want to welcome to our program uh, Stacy Cobb. She's over in Moses Lake um, with Eastern Washington Family Farmers, uh, an affiliate organization of Save Family Farming and Whatcom Family Farmers, who I work for. So I work a lot with Stacy. She's just new to the organization. Stacy, thanks for being here on the program uh, and, and talk. Um, a little bit about these meetings um, that we had the other day over in Granger uh, and what what we were talking about there. What's going on with, with these folks that came to visit us to kind of tell us really what's going on here?
1: Uh, well, Dylan, we're just starting to push back on the UFW and their false narrative about dairy farms. And uh, so we had this meeting in eastern Washington in the Granger area with farmers in the morning to explain to them uh, what's going on and what happened in California and basically just get them uh, to understand uh, what, what happened in California and what they did to push back and how they were successful. And then in the afternoon, we met with the farm workers and, uh, had some, some previous farm workers from California that were in the heat of all this and involved, Explain to them. And, um, I think it was a good turnout. And, um, a good good report to get started for us.
0: So the folks that that visited us from from California, Francisco Cerritos, uh, Sylvia Lopez, these fo- well, Sylvia in particular had been a worker at a huge farm in California. Um for a long time they were taking money out of her paycheck for the for the union essentially but she was realizing the union isn't doing anything for the workers when we have issues anything that we want to figure out it's actually the farm that's helping figure it out we figure it out the union doesn't even answer the phone uh when when they call them so her eyes were open to that and then she really had her eyes open it sounded like when she started to speak out against this union, and they started to use all kinds of horrible tactics against her, to the point of defaming her in, in the media, uh, uh, following her and her family, trying to smear her in a lot of different ways, spreading terrible rumors, all this kind of stuff. How do you think that uh, came across? I guess to to the folks out here. I, I think I don't know about you, Stacy, but people seem to get the impression that. This is the real deal, and we need to start taking this seriously. These folks are actually not nice people at all.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with all of that, Dylan. And that point was made very clear when Sylvia was talking about uh, her pushing back, and then she was being followed. She had to have people escort her to her home because um, the UFW was following her and trying to get her to quiet down so that they could... Continue to move forward with their um, with their union work.
0: So, what's the goal here? I mean, you know, there have been some obviously some pushback, as you would expect, right away from the union. They don't like that we're talking about this. They don't like that we're connected with folks who have spoken out against them in California and exposed their nasty game there. They certainly don't want to be exposed here. Um, they've come out with things like, oh, you know, trying to silence farm workers and you know different different things like that. Um, statements that they've made to various people. What I, I, clear that record? Then you know, to someone, maybe that's the only thing they hear. What What would your response be? Are Are we trying to silence farm workers on this? You know, what are we really trying to do here as an organization, bringing these folks out and and talking about UFW?
1: Yeah, I think that it's very important to uh, remember that we're working with family farmers, and if the farmers didn't have their employees, they wouldn't have a farm. And so most employers, you want to keep their, their employees happy and work with them when there's issues and if they need help to find ways to help them. And so... Uh, With the UFW, I feel like it's a squeaky wheel that's um, raising issues that aren't actually even issues to start with. And if they are issues, then they need to be brought up with the employer because the employer is the best able to be able to combat those issues. It's not the UFW. It's the employer himself. And so that's what we're trying to bring this message that, you know, if you have a problem, um, going to your employer is always the best way to start.
0: Well, and it seems to me from what I've heard, and, and I'd be interested in your thoughts on this as well, Stacy. We're talking with Stacey Cobb right now. Um, she is with Eastern Washington Family Farmers based out of Moses Lake. But, you know, Eastern Washington is a big place. So lots of uh, folks all over that region are, are a part of Eastern Washington Family Farmers. Um, I, I I think the big kicker for a lot of farm workers is just, Hey, if they're going to take money out of my paycheck and I'm not going to get anything out of it, that's not fair. And then if I say that's not fair and I want to keep my money, thank you very much. And then they're going to come and attack me for not agreeing to what the union wants. I, I think that's probably the, the strongest reason why these folks are saying, no, we, we don't want to have this union here. We we don't have any interest in, in their kind of bogus, w- what they want to call representation, which really doesn't even deserve the name.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and that's why we're trying to bring the the people with experience in from California to help us before this issue gets too out of hand
0: interesting to hear from them as well. Um, the, the situation is a little bit different. In California, there's a Labor Relations Act. They, the unions must go to a vote of the workers to, to get a place, get get a farm, get anything unionized. Um, not the case here in Washington State, which is why we see this union not even going to the workers. Not even The workers have heard very little from the union at all, but at the same time, the union is trying to, and the, and the union, when I say the union, I'm talking about united farm workers in particular they're trying to generate a lot of noise and we've seen them protesting uh, big purchasers of of dairy products like Starbucks and Costco and things like that they're trying to put pressure at that level they're trying to create noise in the media to try to make farmers feel and and farm organizations and the cooperative that buys farmers milk um, to feel like they need to pressure farmers to unionize because of that pressure from the top while the workers may not have anything to say about it at all to me that just seems entirely backwards so i think a big part of what we're trying to accomplish here is education right stacy we're just and i think you're you're explaining that what we're saying is just get the word out to people so they can make a decision for themselves and know what's really going on uh with some of this this activism that really you know threatens farming uh, in washington state in particular um dairy farming um, because that seems to be what they're going after right now,
1: absolutely, and education is definitely key here when you don't uh, know most of these people probably weren't involved in California, especially not the farm workers themselves, and they probably haven't even heard of uh, of what has happened down there and so education education that's what we're after and so uh, giving. Giving them tools to empower themselves and to make the choices that are best for their farms is what we're trying to do for the farmers and for the farm workers, giving them the tools to choose what's best for their families and for their paychecks.
0: Let the farm workers make the decision for themselves. Let them know the facts rather than be deceived by this group that really doesn't have their best intent in in mind is kind of the idea. Again, we're talking with Stacy Cobb. She's with Eastern Washington Family Farmers. That makes her a colleague of mine, uh, as the Eastern Washington Family Farmers is a, a an affiliate organization of the one I work for, which is Save Family Farming. Um, talk about your background. I just I, I think we first met. What, last fall at the Whatcom Family Farmers Rally, you said, hey, this stuff that's going on here is really cool. Um, And since then, you've become a part of our organization. Talk about your background and how you came to be a part of what we're doing here, Stacey.
1: Well, uh, Dylan, agriculture is really close to my heart. Um, I grew up, my mom's a veterinarian, and my dad is a equipment salesman. And he farmed on the side growing up, so we had seed crops of all different kinds, and then, of course, endless 4-H and FFA projects. And then um, after graduating high school, I went off to WSU and got a master's in ruminant nutrition um, so I always thought I would be doing nutrition work but uh, family and uh, life has taken me many different directions and um, I've always kept my foot in agriculture though and so here I am back with Eastern Washington family farmers and I was really struck by the message at the farmer rally and thought we need this in eastern Washington and we need it soon so that we can be prepared for what's coming down the pipeline. And so uh, getting involved has been really rewarding for me and uh, gives me the ability to to again just keep that foot in the agriculture arena and try to help out in any way that I can to keep agriculture um, in the forefront. Now, it's definitely I, it's definitely the backbone of our country, so.
0: I forget why were you even out here in Whatcom County anyway that you happened to come to the farmer I mean just circumstances, right?
1: Well, uh, my husband has an insurance agency, okay. and um, i I do as uh, the new dairy revenue protection program. so I was meeting with some dairymen that invited me to the farmer rally, and from there, it just evolved.
0: I think that happens a lot. When when people hear about it from a distance, they don't know exactly what it is. But when they see the farmers coming together in person at one of our farmer rallies or one of our events, farm tours, different things like that, people are like, wow, this is really cool what you guys have going in Whatcom County. And it's been amazing. I mean, the momentum was already picking up well before you came on board. But since then, just how much more the folks over in eastern Washington um, have embraced this idea and and wanted to you know find the unity uh, that we've seen with Watkin family farmers uh, happen in eastern Washington and then be able to speak out speak to the public directly about the stuff it's been a lot of fun to see what I hope you're having fun Stacy I don't know if you can talk about that a little bit about the, the success we've been having getting people pumped about about speaking out to support farming
1: yeah yeah, I've had a lot of fun with it. It's definitely a big region to cover, and that was one of my concerns in the very beginning with um, us forming an all-of-eastern Washington unit, Yeah. but uh, it, it's fun. It's definitely good to see the responses that we have. Everybody's pretty much um, on board with it, and what can we do to help, and how can we get involved? Uh, for the most part, what I've seen is that it's going to con- just continue to grow from here on out.
0: So what what's next with Eastern Washington Family Farmers? I mean, we've talked about a lot of different things. You say it's going to keep, you know, continuing to grow. What do you think this organization looks like in the next couple of years? I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking some really cool things could happen.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm there with you. I like to watch what Whatcom Family Farmers is doing, just because you guys are so much. Uh, further ahead of us in uh, doing things with education and whatnot. But I definitely see that model working over here as well, Um, working to educate the public, the youth in our areas, and uh, the non-farming community and just what farmers are all about so that we can have a better relationship with them when issues do arise. Do
0: you think that's needed as much there as it is here? I mean, the, the assumption on, on my part tends to be, well, Western Washington, we tend to be less rural, more urban. You know, there's more disconnect uh, between farms and rural folks and those who live in cities. Uh, but you're saying there's still a need for education there, even though there, are, you know, a lot of smaller towns, a lot of rural areas, you're saying there's still people who don't really know what's, what's going on with farming. I guess that's not the stereotype that we have over here in Western Washington.
1: Yeah, it definitely is needed. And and although we might not have the population that you have over there, we still have the same issues. And so um, it doesn't really matter the population. If you're educating, it's going to help everybody as a whole. And with as much as people move around these days, we get a lot of people that are from more populated areas here. So,
0: In some ways, that's kind of sad because I would hope that over in eastern Washington, people would be that much closer to farming. But you're saying, no, there's still that level of... <laughs> oh, well, I guess you could use the word ignorance. That's a little bit harsh. Some people deserve that one. Some people, it's lack of knowledge.
1: <laughs> they, yep, yep. <laughs> where they just
0: don't know about where food comes from. So it's not just a Western Washington thing. It's it's across this state is what you're saying. And I, I don't know. I, we we get uh, kids out to farms and things like that. I know we've done a bunch of that here uh, On the west side, you know, educational events, the Farm Circle event that we do each year here, I know is very educational for kids to learn about farming stuff. You're hoping for stuff like that over there as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that as a percentage in comparison, if you're going to compare eastern and western Washington – but definitely, we probably have more more percentage that understands agriculture and more um, that are less generations removed than Western Washington from the agriculture. Yeah. But as a whole, I think it's, even for farm kids, it's valuable for farm kids to go see other farms and what other people are doing because we're getting to the point where not everybody's diversified. So mm-hmm. not everybody understands dairy farming. They might understand wheat but or potatoes, but they don't understand dairy farming and how it all works together. And so so that's definitely valuable, and and valuable in industry. As the kids grow up and um, start to work in different regions, they can see, oh, we use cold potatoes to feed the cows, and that makes milk, and now we have more product to sell. So it all it all. Um, is useful in any arena you're in, I think.
0: That's kind of an issue that a lot of people are, are jumping. A lot of urban folks, interestingly, are jumping on the food waste issue. And we need to do something about food waste. I wonder how much those folks in the city who are, are I think, rightly making noise about the, the issue of food waste know how much we're already doing in, in the farming world about that and, and really Reusing, recycling—all those good R words—with uh, a lot of stuff already. It's, so it's interesting that you would bring that up because I, I see a lot of activists and and you know folks with good intent for for environmental issues, et cetera, talk about food waste. And yeah, that's that's one that we certainly can do more on. But the farming community has done so much, and and the example that you just gave there, most people don't even know that's a way that that rather than that just be a waste product it is actually you know cold potatoes turned into milk there's no waste there at all Um, and and it's part of this whole sustainability concept that farming has embraced for a long time but hasn't necessarily called it that Um, and and when people realize that and understand that they suddenly feel like hey maybe these folks in in farming aren't so bad after all. Stacy Cobb uh, with Eastern Washington Family Farmers we appreciate your time here on the program and even more importantly we appreciate all the help that you're giving us, uh, organizing uh, our efforts to speak out and tell the truth and connect with the public about farming across that big swath of the eastern part of our state. So thanks for, for chatting with us here on the program though this morning.
1: Great. Thanks so much for having me, Dylan.